Good evening and welcome to In the Feed Zone. My name is Jason Flores and I'm here to present to you one of the articles that we are going to bring up this week for the Feed Zone. A quick medical disclaimer before we get started that the only purpose of this live stream is to educate and to inform and is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. It's live streams provided on the understanding that it does not constitute medical or other professional advice or services. The other goals of the live stream here are just to present a current article in the media covering food, hydration, and how it relates to endurance sports, and to open a dialogue for viewers to ask questions and get advice and to talk about their experiences. So today we have a pretty interesting topic. Um, we're actually going to talk about how to eat and drink for cold weather workouts. The article is brought to us by a CTS expert coach named Reed Baloney. Um, he's got really good information. He's out of North Carolina. Carolina Training Center. He's got a master's degree in exercise science, um, as well as as uh, a coach um, from the CTS group. So um, this group was actually uh, um, posted, and so if you would like to check out a link, you can um, check out a link. I will include it here at the end, and of course, um, on the chat here as well. And if you have any questions, definitely go ahead and post up. So um, the questions are, and kind of how we start this conversation is how to eat and drink for cold weather workouts. A lot of us, um, if we can, um, get out. I know if um, it, weather can get very difficult this time of of year. Um, fortunately, where I'm at, it's not too bad, um, but definitely I have athletes that do um, kind of brave the weather for a lot of their workouts and still enjoy getting out um, as long as it's not too um, crazy out there. So during this time of the year, obviously the, the temperatures can drop. Um, you know, we've, we've given some, you know, we've talked about different things and opportunities that we have like on Swift and um, getting all those workouts on Swift could be useful, but definitely could take a toll on the mental side of things. So that's something that we need to take into consideration. So getting yourself out for a good outdoor ride, you know, once or twice a week can definitely, you know, help yourself if you're able to um, kind of get that breakaway or if the weather outside is available. So just going through that, um, we can share some um, tips that we found and um, we found really kind of useful um, as we go and we're going to kind of break it down into um, three different parts essentially before your ride during your ride and after your ride and um, we'll kind of talk about some tips I've got a couple slides here that can help from the article um, some good resources here so we'll start with um, before your ride um, and a lot of us you know you may be using a mixed drink um, uh, with uh, some hydration and that sort of thing or you may just be using um, just plain water. Um, and so with that, you just need to be careful because if you are just using water, um, these things can actually freeze depending on the weather outside. And it doesn't need to be completely freezing outside just because of the wind chill and the wind coming past the bottles. Um, so adding drink mix in this situation could be helpful um, if things are getting um, close to that freezing point, about 32 degrees um, Fahrenheit. So definitely be careful about that. Um, so be careful. I, I know um, I was listening to a, a podcast talking about a similar uh, situation and they were doing an interview with uh, 
<clears throat> with one of the pros um, on the podcast, and they were talking about putting um, a little bit, as much as a teaspoon or a tablespoon of actual like whiskey or um, alcohol, because of the freezing point being um, much lower for alcohol. So. Um, not condoning uh, us putting uh, um, you know shots of uh, alcohol in our hydration drinks, but just a fun little antidote of what um, other writers do to uh, make sure their bottles don't get frozen over uh, over the winter seasons here. So we don't want to all end up alcoholics after the winter uh, off season here. So definitely fun. Um, the other thing is com- to think about is to combine nutrition and hydration um, in the cold weather. So normally. We talk about doing hydration and getting a good balance of electrolytes and water so that your body can absorb that hydration in your bottles and carrying your food in your pocket. So um, with the weather, it can definitely be very difficult and cumbersome to be able to reach back and go ahead and um, reach some of that food. So with that, um, you may want to consider a different type of mix um, that that may work for you as well, Um, something that has a little bit more carbohydrates in the bottle. So you just need to worry about... Um, getting more of those uh, nutrients in during that part of the um, that part of the hydration, so you get both hydration and um, the fueling from your bottle, or at least just a little bit more. So choosing a drink mix that might have more carbohydrates during this winter season, but also too during the winter time, um, you are going to have a higher expenditure of energy, or you're going to be spending more calories and energy um, to be able to fuel your ride um, because of the weather and trying to warm the core and warm the body up. So we need to make sure that we are um, getting those extra carbohydrates in during those workouts. So I'm keeping that in mind and maybe um, considering a drink mix that might have more carbohydrates in the bottle um, could be useful um, and could be helpful. Um, the other the other topic the article brought up was to splurge for insulated bottles. And we've seen these in um, uh, in the summer months, we use them to keep the, the water or the hydration nice and cool, um, but it can also insulate to keep it from freezing for about two hours. So it actually works on both ends. So having a set of bottles that you use for these colder rides out could be really useful too. Keeping things nice and um, nice and, and fluid, essentially, um, and as well as um, uh, something like wearing a hydration pack during this type of time of the season um, could also help just because it's closer to your body um, and it will We'll use some of the heat to make sure um, that it doesn't freeze over, um, and it's also protected from the wind because um, it would be on your back. Um, the one caveat with this um, would be to make sure that you are also insulating the tube that you drink out of, um, and then just making sure um, you can do that. Um, there are also some other things that you can do to make sure that your bottles don't freeze over, or um, some tactics. But we'll talk about those when we talk about during the ride. I'll, I'll bring that back and come come around. The last tip or last thing for before your ride as you prepare and kind of make sure you have all your ducks in a row um, is incorporating more variety of foods in your ride. Um, you know, so this, this winter time is um, a good time to, you know, make your own bars, to try a new, um, a new food, something that works for you, um, just to see um, what can um, be beneficial or can be useful for you, whether it be something more processed like a bar um, package or something that you, could, that you make. could be useful during this time um, to kind of try and see if it works well so that you can carry it on to your season. So something to always remember um, to kind of use if you can, um, trying different things so that you know that you're not always, you know, tied into this one bar 
are in this certain amount of flavors, and that's all that you're able to have during your, your workout and training. Okay? So we'll jump over to kind of our next part, which will be during your ride. So there's a couple points here, accessibility um, and when to stop um, on longer and shorter rides. And so what we'll start off with is kind of um, accessibility. And this means um, where you're going to have the food. And we talked a little, little bit about this in the, last, um, in the last topic, just about making sure or considering maybe having more carbohydrate in your drinks. But one of the common mistakes is that um, obviously food in your pockets can be really difficult if you've got your gloves on and that sort of thing. So one thing that um, you could do is take those bars um, and I'll, even for a lot longer rides, what I'll do or have athletes do is I'll have them cut the tops off of it so it's easy to slide out. But you could even go one step further. You could take the bar out, cut it up into bite-sized pieces, and then put it back into its um, container or its it's a little sleeve, and then put that in your pocket or somewhere that's easily, much more easily accessible, but something where you don't have to open them up, find a piece, and, and that sort of thing could be much more useful or easy to get to rather than having to do it from, you know, essentially from scratch. So making sure that the food is accessible and that you're able to get to it. And then we talk about the, sh the, the length of your rides. If you're going for a short Ride. Um, this isn't for. This isn't um, a time for a coffee stroll and stopping here and there and that sort of thing. So what you're going to be looking to doing is, if you're only going out for anywhere from 60 to 120 minutes, one to two hours, it's best to just power through, get through the whole ride, um, done, um, done with the food and drinks when you start. Meaning you would fuel before for the ride, and then that way you can just go through the whole ride, get your work done, and come on back. back. Um, so this may mean you have an extra bottle um, and you're doing all those things on board so that you're not having to put food in your mouth or having to deal with packaging and that sort of thing. So maybe just doing a couple, an extra bottle with more carbohydrates could be um, your strategy on shorter rides. Um, but for longer rides, I think it's important um, that we kind of plan those out just like we normally would, but making sure you have some stuffs where you could refill the bottles. Um, so one tactic um, uh, that I've kind of used or um, have heard um, of riders use um, is that you carry, let's say you have a total of three bottles, you've got two in um, the bike, you carry an empty bottle um, in your back pocket. Um, so that way, when you get to um, a stop, you know, two hours later, you can actually fill, you could fill that bottle that um, doesn't have any fluid in, so it doesn't have any chance of freezing over um, with um, more water. And that way it is, you know, room temperature or wherever, wherever you're at, um, you know, convenience store, that sort of thing. It's that temperature, um, you know, for God forbid, the other two get frozen or something like that, um, then you, you have that available, or if there's an empty bottle, you can kind of rotate them through. Um, and you've just got one bottle that's kind of, you know, ambient temperature that you can fill up, and it doesn't have frozen fluid in it, if in fact it is. But having that extra bottle can be definitely very useful. So just knowing a couple places where you can find and, you know, seek shelter to either warm up or to get more fluid is important. Um, and so, you know, if you're getting to a store, you're stopping, um, is just try to be quick. Um, you know, go in, get what you need, get out, because um, obviously it's going to be a little bit warmer wherever you're going into, and um, you may not want to um, get out after that at all. Um, so just a quick uh, tip. The other thing is that you don't want to run into a situation where um, you're in the middle of a long, long ride, long enough that you stop, um, and you end up stopping, not generating any heat anymore, because what you want to do is make sure that you're keeping that body nice and warm, and that body's continuing to move, and 
on the bike, obviously, you're going to create heat. Um, but if you start to dry off and you're starting to um, cool off, your body will not be generating this heat and you're actually going to get cold. You're essentially going to have a bunch of cold clothes on, riding through the cold wind, and your body not making any heat to kind of um, starve that off. And essentially, it will leave you cold for the for the, the rest of the ride home. So really important to kind of keep that in mind. So long rides, plan them out, make the stops quick. If you are going to stop, plan with the extra bottle, the, not, um, the bottle that's not um, frozen and it's got an ability to kind of put more fluid in. Um, and just making sure that the food is easily accessible um, for yourself to be able to use. So really great tips there. So then we get to when you get home and the things that you can do to kind of um, make it easier as you come off the ride um, and get yourself acclimated back to ambient temperature or indoor temperature. Um, one of the things um, that it brings up, and I think is a really good point, is if it's cold, it's wet outside, um, you know, throw the bike up against the wall, put it on a, a stand, and, and go ahead and rinse it off really quick. Uh, it's going to, you're wet, um, the bike's wet, just just get it done. Um, wipe the bike down really quick. Um, get that chore just done with it. If the bike's all dirty, you can, you know, rinse yourself off, rinse the bike off, um, and then go from there. And one really good tip it brought up was warm up slowly. Um, and a lot of times people just go inside, they jump in the in a shower, and um, you're under the hot, hot water, um, and you'll get a whole lot of issues with, you know, tingling and kind of that weird pins and needles feeling. Um, if you've had that before, uh, kind of like even when like your arm kind of falls asleep because your body and all the blood vessels have kind of constricted um, the vessels when they're outside to kind of restrict the, the blood flow. And when you come in or if you warm yourself up too quickly, everything opens up and you're going to kind of feel that in the nervous system. So um, toes and numbs could be, uh, uh, toes and fingers could be numb from a, a cold ride. Um, just don't jump into the hot shower. It can definitely be very painful. So just slowly defrost, you know, take your clothes off, you know, um, change into warmer clothes and give yourself to kind of um, eat. Eat and, um, eat and drink for recovery, essentially. Um, and that's the next tip here is to grab a recovery drink or a meal, um, a mug of your favorite warm beverage, and kind of give yourself a chance to kind of warm yourself from the inside out in a slower manner so that way um, your body can kind of acclimate a little bit easier. Um, so this extra time outdoors, um, you know, people feel like, oh, um, you know, if you do go outside, if it's cold, if it's damp, um, it is going to kind of get you sick, um, but there isn't any compelling um, evidence that actually spending time outside in cold or damp weather is actually going to get you sick. What it tends to be is that it's more likely that the time that we spend more indoors during that time with people who are also spending time indoors increases our susceptibility to getting sick. So making sure you have good recovery during your, your hard training sessions, getting good rest, and having lots of fresh fruits, vegetables, water, hydration, all the things that we talk about here in the feed zone to make sure that you're getting taken care of um, allows you to keep a strong immune system all through, through the season, but it's specifically during this winter season. And we've had a couple talks. You can go back to feed zone and talk about, um, we talked about the immune system and how to keep that strong. So really, we shouldn't let gloomy weather, wet weather, cold weather be an excuse uh, for not doing and going out to do what we love. So get outside, take these tips, go back, listen back to this podcast, 
and it'll definitely help um, you get a better experience outside because you've planned for it. Just like we plan for everything else with our training, with our structured work, with our workouts, um, use that time, use this information as a tool to be able to arm yourself with that information to be able to have a good time out there. All right, so in the feed zone, if you've noticed, this has changed a little bit before it was kind of a live ride. Um, we moved the format a little bit to more of a recorded show uh, to allow a little bit more headroom to be able to play this at different time zones. So I hope that um, you guys are able to enjoy this at different times um, and are able to view it. Um, and let us know if the time is not working, if um, we could replay it at a different time, we could also do that. So um, hope you've enjoyed today in the feed zone. We've got a little bit more information kind of about um, how, um, how to to eat and drink for cold weather workouts. Um, and if you have any questions, definitely let us know. Um, but if not, um, we will see everyone next week in the feed zone. If you have any articles that you feel like you would like us to cover or like more information on um, or would like to share with the group, um, definitely um, post up on um, the Timothy Z Facebook and I can definitely catch it on that end. Uh, my handle is Jason Flores on uh, the TMODZ site. Just tag me in the article and say, hey, what do you guys think? You think we can cover this for in the feed zone? I'd love to see that as well. All right. With that, I will see everyone next week in the feed zone.